Hi, I'm Spencer. And I'm Blake. And, and you're, you're about, about to, to Get, get jumped. jumped. Welcome to episode 152 of Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, a weekly podcast where we watch the anime so you don't have to. But you should still totally watch the anime. This week on Get Jumped, we're watching Yu Yu Hakusho episodes 51 through 54, where Team Togoro wins by skin-stabbing the other team, Genkai and Togoro used to be besties, and Clown Man comes bearing gifts. Look, I'm just saying, if there is a Clown Man and he is coming to you, and he may or may not be in a sewer drain, and he wants to give you gifts, just go with him into the sewer drain. I learned from a movie that this is the right thing to do, and nothing is ever bad gonna happen to you. Maybe. Anyways, <laughs> let's jump in. Yikes. <laughs> Anybody like the it reference? Whatever. Uh, hey, everybody. How's everybody doing today? You still can't answer. Why do I keep doing that? What's wrong with you? <laughs> I had oh I had an article that I was gonna pull up and put in this. Give me a second to see if I can find it. Um, He's because... got some sort of article he wants to talk about. Blake Doris, everybody. Yeah, it was. Um, so uh, I saw it. I don't know yesterday or today as we're recording this. So a, a few days ago, um, I, and I think this is it. Yeah. So. Actually, quite a few outlets are reporting functionally the same thing. And, you know, sometimes you, like, read an article from, like, one source, and then you see another article about the same thing, and you're like, maybe I can learn more information. And you read the second article, and you're like, these are the same. So mm. I don't know how different these articles are, but the news is that Net Not a Sponsor has met with huge success with their anime Blood of Zeus. And it's been super popular to the extent that they are planning to release 40 new anime series this year uh, or maybe next year. So um, Jesus. that's crazy. And I would say on the one hand, that's great news. I like anime. More anime is nice. Uh, anime is really fun. Storytelling Not if it's medium. blood of Zeus, though. <laughs> yeah, that's the other hand that we'll get to in a second. So in general, the idea of more anime is good. Um uh, on the other hand, Net Not a Sponsor does not have the best track record with anime. Uh, I would say that of the major streaming services, I don't know. So if, if we're putting like Net Not a Sponsor, Hulu, no, you didn't sponsor us. Amazon, nope, you're not a sponsor. Uh, and then, you know, the Crunchyroll and um, Funimation, who we do have. <laughs> we have those through Geekly Grind, so I can just say their names like normal. Uh <laughs> The obviously the anime specific ones are are kind of the the clear winners, but when you're looking at the other ones, I think Hulu has a pretty good anime uh, treasure trove. Like if you're if you're an anime fan that wants stuff that's not anime and you can only pick one streaming service, it's Hulu. Uh, Amazon has a couple of little gems, and they've got like some some recent hits like Vinland Saga. I think they've got the Zombies on a Train anime, Cabinary uh, ca- 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 of the... Too many zombies on this motherfucking train. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they've got some some hits, but I think their catalog's pretty low. And then Netflix is in this like weird middle ground where they have a lot of anime and they clearly 
can see that there is, you know, money to be made off of having anime on their streaming platform. And they have some really good ones. They've got, I think they still have the first season, but only the first season of Attack on Titan. You know, Seven Deadly Sins, which is of varying quality depending on which point in the series you're watching, but can be great. Um, they've got both of the Full Metal Alchemists. Um, they they have a lot of good stuff. And then they have, like, Neo Yokio and, um, well, I was going to say Beastars, but that's pretty... That's pretty much just my opinion, man. So, uh, but they, they just have anime that aren't great. Like they had Great Pretender. I thought Great Pretender was fantastic. But then uh, Blood of Zeus was so bad. It was unwatchable. And I guess everybody that's not like an anime fan seems to love it. And I, I kind of get it because, uh, you know, before I realized that like superheroes and anime were where it's at, I thought that Greek mythology was the coolest thing ever because they were basically just superheroes with anime powers. And, you know, I don't know. It's more complicated than that. And don't at me, but like, you know, Zeus is a lightning man. And I think that's awesome. And he also, you know, is real rapey. But uh, if you ignore that part, he's just a lightning dude. And, I don't know, there was something about it, like, these people seemed like super-powered individuals that had lots of stories about them. And now, I'm a big Marvel fan, and I love anime, and the type of anime I like is shounen nonsense, where super-powered people have cool powers and use them in, in stories about their powers. And so, like, it makes sense to me that blood of zeus has that sort of appeal that superheroes have and that to a you know more niche market anime has which is something of a universal appeal definitely there are plenty of people that aren't into it but there are so many people that are into that kind of thing and so i think blood of zeus can like work on that level and like i'm really disappointed that i didn't like the the quality of the animation for it because that story sounds really interesting and I, mm-hmm. again, love Greek mythology, but like the animation quality was so low that it was literally, I couldn't watch it. And it's a mm-hmm. visual storytelling, so I couldn't really just like listen to it. But like, I kind of get it. If you don't have a frame of reference, or if you're one of those people who just doesn't care about the animation that much, it's probably a really good show. And it seems like it's been a wild success for netflix to the extent that there was a dlc pack for the uh this i I don't know if it's on any other platforms but i know there's a switch version called immortals phoenix rising which is a pretty pretty recent fairly popular game on switch it seems and they had a whole dlc pack that was a crossover with blood of zeus Mm. so like i think it's doing really well and as these articles indicate it has done so well that it's convinced netflix to commit to creating 40 new series and so I'm like, that's exciting because anime is awesome. But if the part of them being convinced was how easy it was to make Blood of Zeus and they're just going to be more series that look like Blood of Zeus, it's going to be 40 new anime series and 40 anime series that I think are unwatchably bad, no matter how good the story behind the animation is. So I, yeah. I, I'm excited and also very, very much feeling a sense of dread about that news. Yeah, very wary of the things that Net Not a Sponsor does recently. Yeah. Other things inside of our stuff uh, on our Patreon, if you are not a patron, you can still see it. Blake posts blog articles, and this one is going to be on Red Sprite. 
Uh, it's a kind of sprite that has cherry inside of it. So it's the one you want. So... I love that you just basically did our podcast intro with that. Yeah, so go read the blog and you'll, you'll learn all about this type of sprite. Yeah, so do that. Um, with all that being said, we actually have episodes to cover Wait, today. A, and... one, one last thing that I left up because uh, we got a review. The last time I posted a Yu Yu Hakusho episode to Reddit, somebody put a comment in there. So I wanted to shout them out on the next Yu Yu Hakusho episode in case they only listen to Yu Yu Hakusho, which is mm. the person whose username is correct underscore message underscore 7419. Their comment was, the best podcast ever. You guys are incredible. And that was very kind of you and very flattering, and we really appreciate it. Yeah. That's so it. So thank you. Mm-hmm. But anyways, previously on Yu Yu Hakusho. All right. So Yu Yu Hakusho is a story that starts with this kid named Yusuke Urameshi. He is, uh, I don't know, middle school, high school. It's always hard to tell with shonen anime. He's, he's in school, and he's one of those kids that's kind of rough around the edges and maybe skips class a lot, and maybe gets into a lot of fights, and everybody kind of thinks he sucks. And then he gets killed in a car accident by uh, trying to save a kid, and the underworld is like, well, we thought you were going to go to hell, but then you died doing a good thing, and now we don't know what to do. And so they give him the opportunity to come back to life, and he goes through a couple of trials and tri- tribulations and does come back to life. And when he comes back to life, he has the ability to see spirit beings and to... Uh, interact with spirit energy and becomes what's called a spirit detective wherein the underworld specifically a guy named koenma who is kind of i don't know bureaucratically running matters in the uh, afterlife starts sending him on various missions to uh, investigate supernatural phenomena and make sure that like you know demons don't come into the human world and start causing problems and stuff like that so he starts going on various missions through those missions, he meets up with two demons, or at least one demon and one half demon, that end up becoming allies. One of those is named Karama. He is a fox demon. He uses flowers to fight. It's cooler than it sounds. Another one is Hiei, who is a big badass Vegeta type, who is real grumpy and real strong, and he has a sword, and he can shoot black fire, and he has eyes all over his body sometimes. And then there's a uh, classmate of Yusuke's named Kuwabara, who definitely hated him so much that they were secretly in love with each other, but not like, it was like a friendship love. It wasn't like a gay love, except probably on fanfiction.net, but I don't know. I haven't looked into that. But in the story, in the real story, Yusuke and Kuwabara kind of hate each other, but they also mean too much to each other. So they actually are secretly best friends, even though they don't realize it. And Kuwabara, it turns out, also has a propensity for spiritual powers and develops the ability to do a lightsaber and starts fighting alongside. And that's kind of the four-man band. And then they go through a few different things. And then this uh, big bad guy named Togoro shows up and uh, is intrigued by Yusuke's strength. And so he coerces Yusuke into joining this thing called the Dark Tournament, which is, uh, I think it's an annual event where some really rich assholes from the human world want to bet on gladiatorial contests so they can make a lot of money. And, uh, you know, huge arena full of demons want to watch gladiatorial contests so they can see people being dismembered and, you know, other gruesome things that the demons take a lot of pleasure in. And the Dark Tournament is a a pretty standard tournament where one team will face off against another team until a number of victories has been achieved for 
one team to advance to the next round and so on and so forth. Uh, we've been covering the dark tournament for quite a, quite a while. And now we are, um, technically still in the semifinals, but more or less in the finals. These episodes are going to be a sort of transition from semifinal to final. Uh, Yusuke, Hiei, Kurama, and Kuwabara were all on a team, but they are five-man teams. The last member of their team is a woman named Genkai, who is an older woman who is renowned throughout the spirit world for being a great, uh, a very powerful warrior and someone who is a, a really great teacher. She was kind of a hermit for many years, but then Yusuke managed to become her student and, and got stronger through there. So she's got a personal connection to him, which brought her back to the tournament. But she also maybe has another personal connection that we'll learn about today. Last thing you need to know is that Team Togoro is more or less being supported by one of the uh, sucky rich dudes, a guy named Sakyo, who seems way less sucky, but also way more evil than a lot of the other rich guys. The rest of them are all just kind of like, you know, jackasses that have too much money. But this guy yeah. seems Sakyo, like he's got more some like more stuff Sakyo. going on. Right. What? <laughs> I said Sakyo, more like Sakyo, right? <laughs> so right. So right. Anyway, I'm going to go ahead and write that down while we move into episode 52. <laughs> well, it's actually episode 51 first, which is, is it? Arch Rivals. <laughs> yep, I'm just so, reading the wrong part of the notes. <laughs> yeah. So this episode starts out with Team Togoro showing up and just beating the ever-living hell out of this other team. Do they have names? Sure. Do we yeah. remember them? No. It's not important. Because they're not important. So we find out a couple of things from this fight. One, one of the members of the team of Team Togoro has the ability to touch your body on places. And touch when my body. Uh, he touches you in different places, that place suddenly explodes. The, Sounds the like a good next time to one me. Can summon big giant weapons out of nowhere. <laughs> and the third one, which is the younger Togoro brother, we already know his power, which is that he can extend his body into sharp, pointy things and also. He's sort of Mr. Fantastic if Mr. Fantastic could turn his body into spikes. He's Mr. So, Fantastic from Soul Eater. Yeah, so basically that. And if you don't uh, know Soul Eater, we've covered the entire thing, so go listen to those episodes all in a row right now. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, Team Yusuke is split up into a couple of different parties. First and foremost, there is... Uh, <laughs> Kurama, who is just actually watching the fight, where everybody's just like, they should be watching the fight, but none yeah. of them are, other than he, Kurama. <laughs> at le we, I think we see a flashback where Genkai is like, look, Team Togoro is gonna be a son of a bitch to fight, and we're gonna need all the help we can get, and some of that help is information on what they can do. And so you and Hiei, who are the most powerful and adept at this kind of thing, should definitely watch these fights. And Kurama is just like, well, he is not here, so. Yeah, I, it's sort of like a group project where you're the only <laughs> one that's doing the work, and then yeah. you have to turn in the the report afterwards. Well, that's a little triggering, because like, I was always the only one who did stuff for our group projects in school, and it was very frustrating. Yeah, but it turns out the teachers, something terrible is going to be happening to the teachers, so we're going to get all A's this semester. <laughs> I think we're maybe getting off the point here but yeah <laughs> yeah so meanwhile uh yusuke is sleeping kuobara is watching yusuke sleep yeah oh PA yeah is it's not gay practicing 
It's not gay when it's in a sleep way. (laughs) (laughs) Hiei, by the way. Holy shit, you're so on today, Spencer. (laughs) Hiei is out uh, punching fire and making that fire run into the ocean, and that's what he's doing. (laughs) And meanwhile, Ginkai is running around in the forest talking to Togoro and reliving her past, which is the huge amount of backstory that we find out about this. Yeah, and, and let me so, say, ra- Yusuke and Kuwabara, not romantic. Genkai and Togoro, maybe romantic. I got, I, I don't know. It, it felt like maybe there was more to it. Yeah. So that takes us into episode 52, The Death of Genkai, which I legitimately want to know about this. If anybody has watched the sub of Yu Yu Hakusho, I have never seen it. I have only ever seen the dub of it because I watched it originally on uh, Adult Swim. And now the place I'm watching it also has it, it dubbed over. And I, I like the original dub cast. Yeah, I, do I would say, though, I want to know if in the original translation of it in Japanese talks more about if Genkai and Togoro were lovers. If 50 years ago, they were running around together and just fighting on demons and doing things. And it turns out that Genkai and Togoro were very, very close, but Togoro ended up selling his soul to get demon powers. Yes, yeah, specifically, because, it sounds like they won the Dark Tournament, and when you win the Dark Tournament, you get a wish, and I, it sounds like that was Togoro's wish. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, so, okay, he, so was the other Togoro also on the team, but just didn't get to be in the flashback? Because they both have powers. Mm-hmm. You're going to find out more about the younger Togoro brother in later episodes. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, Togoro, the eldest, he is going to be uh, running around after this just just being awful. Meanwhile, Genkai is just like, screw everything. I'm going to go and become a hermit. And fast forward right 50 years. Yeah. Fast forward 50 years. Genkai has gotten a student. Togoro has still has a chip on his shoulder after buff. losing Ginkai. Yeah. He, what would and... you rather have? A student or a body? <laughs> <laughs> um, and so Ginkai and Togoro are going to get into this all-out fight. Togoro is going to show that he is too powerful for Genkai to deal with because one of the things he shows off is that his body has the ability to heal rapidly and... Genkai almost blows off one of his arms and it just regrows almost immediately. Yeah, she punches a hole through his shoulder to the point that it's like just connected by like the armpit part. Like it's not Mm. hanging by a skin thread or ugh. It's not I'm not saying that again, but it's not hanging that way. And uh but like it's pretty close. And then he's just like, "Mm, that's not a big deal. And then he piccolos himself and then he's fine. Yeah. Yusuke gets there just in time to see a final blow land on Genkai. Genkai goes down and Yusuke cradles her right before she dies, telling him all the things about how he should be right before yeah. she dies. She there, it's a real like stuff to him. And yeah. then I watched these episodes earlier today and then the Wikipedia article didn't say what stuff she said and I didn't remember it. All mm-hmm. I remembered was that she dies. She does that mm-hmm. thing, you know, when people are dying in TVs and movies, 
and they're like, these are my last words, but then they don't say the last thing. <laughs> like Whatever the last word is, they die first. She does that. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember yeah. what she's saying before it. So I don't know. I got the impression that it was like, be better than him. <laughs> yeah. So Which was the plan all along. So yeah. uh, good job on those last words. So Yusuke decides that he is going to uh, punch Toguro as hard as he can. Toguro then in Blake's words from our notes, yeets him across the forest. And, uh, <laughs> Then you see Toguro's hand, which is just horribly mangled from the punch that he took from Yusuke. And he's like, he didn't really put his heart into this fight, but I really should get a fun fight out of him. And in all of these episodes, we're going to have extreme close-ups of Toguro's face. And every time we have these extreme close-ups, I'm just like... His face looks more and more like all... uh, I think it was like Omnath or... Uh, Omnath, or I can't remember the name of him, or Omak, yeah, Omak from Legends of the Hidden Temple. Oh. And all, all I could think about every time I saw it was that, and I was just like, you have these four challenges, <laughs> green leopards. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, um, first of all, sometimes I think that you don't read the notes, and so I'm delighted to find that you are reading them because I put little jokes in there. But on top of that, these episodes, one of the sort of underlying themes that's pretty minor is uh, it's pretty minor in the plot of what's happening, but it's pretty major in the overall plot of what's happening out, you know, around these episodes is that Yusuke is way stronger because I didn't say this earlier, but Genkai gave like she basically like took the power from her soul and gave it to Yusuke instead. And then Yusuke absorbed it and that was tough on him. And now he's got it and he's been sleepy times because that was tough on him. And now he's awake and now he's much, much stronger. And there are going to be different scenes throughout these episodes that show how much stronger Yusuke is. Mm -hmm. And one of the interesting things that we'll we'll cover this too uh, at the start of episode 53 is that the dark tournament saga does a really interesting job of allowing these characters to progress. One thing that I think that's so interesting about tournament sagas is that it shows you characters using what they've learned in the story up to this point. I think, you know, my hero academia has a really good example of an excellent tournament arc in its second season. But I don't think the characters in particular learn anything new in that tournament. Maybe I'm just misremembering it, but to me it is them showing what they've learned already. And they're put in different scenarios where they're, they're tested on how to apply that knowledge. And there are definitely moments like, like a big fight with Ochako where she's like, I am going to figure out a new way to apply my powers, but it's not a new power. And one of the interesting things about the dark tournament is that these characters have methods whereby they actually gain new levels of power or new techniques. So like not only is the dark tournament, a tournament of them showing what they've learned, but then they go and learn something else 
for the next round. And it's really interesting. And honestly, it kind of, every time it happens, I'm like, this feels a little bit like an ass pull, but it's done so well that I don't have any problems with it. And it, it's cool how the, how the writing is able to like make that work. Because it's not something yeah. you usually see with a lot of tournament arcs, and it's just so prevalent here. Yeah, this is episode 53, Overcoming Grief, and it's really going to give some really cool ones. So, Suzuki is the guy that we thought was the Hisoka, but not. He, he's going to show Hisoka. up. He's going to show up and he's going to really talk about how he can help, but only in one really specific way, which is to give Kuwabara the hilt of a sword that is going to make it to where he can focus his powers in a cool way. Kurama gets another piece, but it's not really important. Um, I mean, then, I don't know. It seems important to me as somebody who doesn't know what happens next. I guess so. Uh, it's it, it basically is a, a way to unlock his demonic side. Uh, yeah, but yeah, this this is weird though, right? Like as I was saying, it's really interesting how they do this. I think this is the worst version of the characters powering up during the dark tournament because this is a random opponent that didn't seem that important, giving them items <laughs> and just being like, "Here, here's your power up." I, I I didn't have time to think of something else. Do this. And yeah, they give the yeah. guy backstory, so it still feels pretty good. Like, he has a chip on his shoulder about Toguro because of some shit that happened in the past, and he wanted to take Toguro out as revenge, and now that he's been knocked out of the tournament, he the best he can do is get revenge by proxy, and so he's going to give them these power-up items so that they are stronger, so that maybe they'll win, and then he will have revenge by proxy. And I'm like, it, it all works... But also, you're just some, like, random fucking dude we met, like, last episode, and now you're showing up with, like, the keys to their level up. And so, I don't know. It, it's, like, it works, but it also reps me the wrong way, but I'm also excited about it, but I'm also, like, nah. Yeah. So, then, really, there's there's not a whole bunch more plot that happens inside of these episodes other than <laughs> one really major thing. Um, Kawanma is going to hang out with Yusuke. That's not important. This thing that it's, is important, though, is that we learn that Sakyo is actually trying to use the Dark Tournament in order to open a portal between the spirit world and the living world. And the reason that he wants to do this is so that, uh, basically demons can travel to the real world and he can charge them a lot of money to basically go on killing sprees in the real world and go and eat people and do stuff like that, that they want to do inside of the real world. It is an interesting thing. It's basically, he wants to be the gatekeeper yeah. and because of this, he needs to win the dark tournament because he needs to get the wish in order to do this. I'm, I have thoughts too, mm -hmm. because he says he, they, so they're talking about money because that's what these guys are, are, are all about. And they're like, so far, Sakio has been making the correct bet each time. So he he is he's ready to win a lot of money. They say something about like you've already won some amount of money, and they they state it in the trillions of dollars. And he's 
on track to win even more trillions of dollars. So he will well more well past double what he already has, and his money is already in the trillions, which is significantly more money. Like in in our real world, there are a few billionaires, and they have so much money that it is unfathomable. And a trillionaire would have so much money that a billionaire would look poor by comparison. So this guy has all the money and all the rich dudes who have been betting against him and have lost and who I guess some of that money used to be theirs are sort of playing this like shitty rich person game where they're like, well, if I can't be the person with the money, I can be the person who uses the money. And they're kind of trying to position themselves as like, you're going to use your money. Like here, here are some good suggestions on how to use your money. And they're, they're all thinking like you can take over all of these companies and basically be a sort of like shadow leader of the world's economy by secretly owning everything. And you're going to need some CEOs to do that. So why don't you let us be your CEOs? And I thought that was really interesting because it then sets him up as a contrast of like, he's a different type of evil. He's not trying to play a game to make himself the only winner because he wants money. He seems to want chaos. Like Mm -hmm. he wants demons to overrun the world and somehow make it a winning proposition for him. Yeah, um, and instead and, he's just going to kill all of the other old rich men. Yeah, because they're appalled at what he's doing. Which I th- I was like, on the one hand, I get it. Like, this is that type of anime, and this is that moment. But on the other hand, I was like, you know, they're also, like, what the fuck are they going to do? Like, they're literally in the demon world right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, <laughs> they are just, like, weak old dudes. Like, they're, they have nothing. Like, if they don't... If their bodyguards are worse than your bodyguards, and let me tell you, they're worse, then, you know, you could just leave them there. They can't stop you. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he kills them. And the other thing is, uh, one thing that I just thought was a really nice, like, seasoning on this moment was that Togoro makes a comment where he's like, yeah, I'd really like to go back to the human world, but I've gotten so strong that there's not really a portal that can support me. And so it's interesting because it seems like, and I don't know how Togoro got to the human world at the beginning of the Dark Tournament arc. Maybe he just got that much stronger since then. But like he he wants to be able to go there. And I'm assuming that this is sort of his motivation for working with Sakyo because through each other they can get what they want. But yeah, Tog- I thought it was really cool because Sakyo is like the generally speaking the amount of energy needed and thus the amount of money needed to support that the creation of that energy can only allow the smallest and craftiest demons through into the real world and with my new technology or whatever however i don't know they keep showing like they keep cutting to these shots of like a machine that's making a portal so i'm assuming he's going to use his winnings to make a portal machine uh, but they don't say it explicitly. Uh, but assuming that's what it is, he's like, I want to create a portal that can sustain that sort of influx. So there are these giant demons wandering around that I have seen with my own eyes that are the size 
of like buildings and they can't get to the human world right now and that makes me sad and i want them to be able to go on vacation and so i'm <laughs> gonna make a portal for them but yeah i i thought that was cool and then i thought that togaro added the context of like i am so strong that i can't get there because my energy is too great and it 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 kind of made me think of like this is sort of an interesting kind of like subtle meta way of level scaling the story because the Mm. giant strong demons can't get to the human world because they're too strong. And I thought that was really cool. Yeah. That takes us into episode 54, the beginning of the end. And by the beginning of the end, we mean nothing happens in this episode. It literally (laughs) is like, it's not the end. There's like two seasons left after this. I know. And no. Uh, So first and foremost, there's going to be a a moment where they find out that they actually need five members. So two things are going to happen. One, Sakio is going to join team Togoro. And then uh, Koenma is going to join team Yusuke. And that's it. That's really all that happens inside of this episode. And then, they try to pull a lot of drama from this stone by by making it seem like, well, if there's only four members on each team, we can't proceed with the final round, which my reaction was like, I don't know, they've got equal numbers. Let's just go. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I guess that's not going to work because maybe there could be a tie. And then they then Sakio, who, again, is the the rich guy who's not an old rich guy or maybe he's like a, you know, it's fountain of youth to old I don't know. He he seems pretty young, um, but I don't know. He seems like he's got some other shit up his sleeve that I'm not aware of at this point in the story. But Sakyo is the rich dude who's been the financier of this team. So it's interesting that he shows up to be the fifth member. Also, why don't they have a fifth member? Was he supposed to be the fifth member? Like they, it under, It's understandable why Yusuke's team doesn't have a fifth member because Togoro just killed her a couple episodes ago. <laughs> but... I don't know where their fifth... Like, did they just show murder. up for this whole tournament with less than five? And also, this is not the first time that a team has shown up with less than five, and it hasn't been a problem before. So I, I, I don't completely get this. But anyway, Sakyo shows up, and he's going to be on their team. And then, yeah, once Sakyo shows up, Yusuke's team has four people, and they're like, well, we're going to have to disqualify you. Which, if I were, <laughs> if I were a demon... Who came here to see this shit, <laughs> or one of the old rich dudes who are, you know, I would assume everybody but Sakio and Togoro think they're still alive. And yeah. I was betting a lot of money on this match. I would be like, disqualification is not a satisfactory result here. Like we will be going. Like this is yeah. This is Sasuke showing up late to the tuning exams. Like this is why we're the fuck here. We're not gonna not have this fight. So. They they really like try to do a lot of drama and try to disqualify his team and then Koen was like no I will fight I will be the fifth member and I don't know what the hell that's going to be like because Koenma has been only comedy relief so far uh, and that of varying quality but I'm 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 interested and uh, <laughs> it, it should be a good time but this is also the first this is the first episode in the series that feels like filler. Yeah, this is one of those episodes. I think the most interesting things that happen inside of this episode are all like backstory with Keiko and friends who are just running around being friends and and showing up demons and being like, we have tickets. And they're like, oh, and they're like, where our tickets have our names on it. And it's just like, oh, and I'm like, none of this matters. Yeah, Uh, it's fun. 
but it doesn't feel consequential to the story. Like if it didn't happen, the story would be the same story. And also mm. there was definitely a part of me watching this. It was like, uh, both teams are only men and all of the girls are just spectators. And it feels, it doesn't feel like wildly sexist. Like it's the, I mean, Genkai was amazing and there have been other powerful women in this series and like totally shown an anime is a male dominated field both on and off the screen. But like, yeah, there was a moment where I was like, man, this group of girls is really here to be definitely not part of the fighting force. Yeah. And that was weird, but I think it's just a dated, I think it's just dated. I don't think it's like anti women, but it is kind of awkward. Yeah. Well, with all that being said, stick with us after these credits and we'll talk about what's coming on next week. Blake and Spencer Get Jumped is made by Forever Summer Productions and presented as part of the Geekly Grind Podcast Network. Sound editing is done by Rashad English. He's our level 13 sound wizard. 13? Did he jump even more levels? He gained a lot of experience by defeating the Dark Lord of Smooth Jazz. Do you mean Chuck Mangione from King of the Hill? Rashad is the King of the Hill now. Damn it, Bobby. Anyway, our podcast is ad-free, and if you want to keep it that way, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Follow us on Twitter at B&S Get Jumped. Like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Blake and Spencer Get Jumped. Or talk to us on Reddit at Reddit.com slash R slash Get Jumped. Also, we have a Discord server. You can find the links to that on all of our social media platforms. If you like the show, please like, subscribe, and leave a review. Reviews help other listeners find our show. New review episodes come out every Monday, and new rewatch episodes appear every Friday. And hey, thanks for listening. Hello, my name is Jeremy Snow, owner and editor-in-chief of The Geekly Grind. We interrupt your awesome, regularly scheduled programming to ensure you're aware of The Geekly Grind podcast network, of which this show is a treasured member of. If you haven't had a chance to check out our site, you can do so at thegeeklygrind.com, and while you're there, take a look at the other members of our steadily growing podcast family, including the anime-centric Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, discovering new heroes on comic book keepers with Chris and Lance, exploring the vast universe of geekdom with Geeksploration, or appreciating animation's finer details with JD's Ink and Paint Club. Escape your weekly grind at the Geekly Grind. Next time on Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, we're watching Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood episodes 7 through 9. Where blood, death, and everything nice, these are the three ingredients that are put in to create the Philosopher's Stone. But when you throw in two brothers who are running around trying to figure out what's going on, you create the last X element. Nice. 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 Nice.